Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit thetappingsolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. Welcome Tapping Insiders to Attracting More Money with EFT. In this interview, we'll be speaking to Carol Look. Carol is an EFT master. She is trained as a clinical social worker and earned her doctoral degree in clinical hypnotherapy. Since discovering EFT, she has become a pioneer in the field. I'm so happy that she's with us. Welcome, Carol. Hi, Jess. Nice to see you. <laughs> and nice to see you, too. I like this new video format. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And this is a very fun topic. You know, Carol, for some people, the idea that you can use a tool like tapping to make more money seems a bit far-fetched. You know, what does tapping on acupressure points have to do with how much money you have in the bank? So can you tell us how this actually works, how we can uh, attract more money, and, and also what results you've seen? Sure. Well, remember that your external circumstances of financial abundance, they are mirroring or representing your internal consciousness, what we call prosperity consciousness. So if you have any blocks to wanting to make more money, any blocks to feeling deserving that you want more money, any emotional blocks from your family that money isn't a good idea or it's not safe to have it, any blocks you have will actually get in the way of your consciousness about abundance. So what we do with the tapping is, of course, we clear all the emotions about it, the fears and the anxieties, and we clear the limiting beliefs that might be in your way. So that's what it has to do with the tapping. The tapping is the best tool I have ever found to clear out all the blocks anybody has emotionally and with belief systems and their comfort zones of actually attracting and, and having more money, more financial abundance in their lives. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And Carol, you work with a lot of people. When someone comes to you and they say, Carol, I really need your help. I'm having huge problems with my finances. Uh, what is usually going on? Well, it's two things. Usually, they have too much resistance around it, right? They have resistance around money, which can be emotional or based in their beliefs, or they're not raising their vibration with law of attraction. So those two things that are going on, and they're not aware of it. They they think they're focusing on money and trying to get more, but the truth is they're really afraid, or they have high anxiety around money. And I've just seen people change their financial situation. And I was my first experiment, of course, and I've changed my financial situation dramatically by just shifting the emotions that you have around money. We have to heal our relationship with money. And people say, well, I didn't know I had a relationship with money. We all have a relationship with money. So we need to heal that. And, and then so we have to heal that relationship with money also, can you tell us a bit more about the law of attraction and how our vibration plays a role? I, I know a lot of us know what the law of attraction is. It's been really big. It's get, now entering the mainstream. But how do you describe what it is? Well, law of attraction teachers say it's all about like attracts like. So you have to have matching vibrations. So when you're afraid because you don't have enough money in the bank, you can't get more money because you're come from 
Your emotional state is about fear. So law of attraction says get lined up, raise your vibration, feel better about anything that you possibly can, raise your vibration so that you feel good and feel abundant. Now people will say to me, but I don't have any abundance. That's the whole point. I don't have financial abundance in my bank account. And I say, well, how are you going to feel abundant then? You've got to find ways, law of attraction exercises, writing gratitude lists, being in nature, right? You've got to find a way to feel abundant because the, the energetic principle with law of attraction is you can't get wealthy when you feel poor. And people say, but I am poor. Find a way to feel wealthy. Find a way to feel abundant and that's going to shift your vibration and then allow more opportunities, more serendipity. It's not magic like suddenly someone sends you a check, but you bump into opportunities, business change, your business can improve and you want to work with law of attraction at the same time that you're lowering your resistance with EFT. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us some stories of how this has worked for people and different ways it shows up in people's lives? It's interesting. It's a good question because it shows up in many different ways. So the simple form is in annual earnings. So I have increased my income 700% since I started working with EFT and Law of Attraction. Now, I wasn't in terrible straits. I wasn't in poverty, but I was unhappy with what I was making and thought I could earn a lot more. 700% is off the charts, right? And I've helped many people do that. Other things that happen besides just your annual income, people say suddenly their house that's been on the market for years, suddenly it sells the same week that we've done tapping on emotions that are in the way of gaining more money. I've had a person who suddenly sold a boat, someone who suddenly, it seemed out of the blue after doing the tapping, suddenly the job interview, they called back, even though they said she wasn't going to get the job, they called back and said, we decided on you after all. So it's these little things that happen that are serendipity, they're, you know, good fortune and the cash, the money actually does come in. People get contracts. They say, well, that's funny. I've been working on trying to land that client for months, why did it happen right after we did the tapping? Well, what are we doing with the tapping? We're lowering emotional resistance and blocks to attracting more money. So if you, if you think, Jessica, that you're a $50,000 a year earner, if that's what you say is normal, that fits you, it feels right, I can give you a check for $100,000 and you'll lose it on the way to the bank because you don't feel right. You're not matching it. So that's what happens is we lower the resistance, we lower the anxiety. Lowering anxiety about money alone will help people dramatically improve what comes into their life financially. And people say, no, but, but I need to be worried about money. I'm doing my law of attraction exercises. I'm focused on money. No, no, no. You're focused on the scarcity of money. And that's wow. what people get really mixed up is the difference between focusing on abundance and, you know, abundance is a vibration and I can tune into it versus I'm focused on money, I'm focused on my bills, I'm focused on my bank account. That's not a good place to be focused, especially if you're unhappy with it. Right. Wow. We are really underestimating the power of our emotions when it comes to our finances. This is 
really important information to hear. So you've taught us two different concepts. One, the first thing to do is we need to clear the resistance. The second thing we do is we really need to be proactive of getting ourselves in that state of abundance. Let's focus on clearing the resistance. Can you tell us a little bit more about the you know, energetic principles behind this um, and also how we can get clear on what our resistance really is? Well, remember that resistance is anything that blocks right? Smooth flow of energy. That's what the tapping is. Anyway, we're tapping into the meridian system in the body for a smooth flow of energy. Resistance is your yes buts. So if I say, Jessica, you know, I'm going to hand you a check or you need to earn, you can earn $200,000 and you say yes, but, you know, that's not quite right for me. That's a, a place where resistance is showing up. What can you tolerate? What can you handle? Can you see yourself, people listening, can they see themselves as million-dollar-a-year earners or not? Are they stuck someplace? So the principles are, again, energetic, meaning it matches our inside. So our prosperity, our abundance consciousness, that's as far as we can go. So if your abundance consciousness is $25,000 a year, the energetic principles say, the universe can't give you more than that. You'll lose it. You can't, you can't tolerate it, right? So those are the principles. So if someone is afraid of success and they're offered an opportunity that's incredibly successful, they'll sabotage it because it doesn't feel right energetically. If someone doesn't think it's safe to be successful, right, because they're afraid, let's say, of a colleague's jealousy or their siblings up being upset about it, then they'll do something to sabotage because energetically, you've got to be on the same page. And that's really what goes on with people that they don't, they're not aware of. And it happened with me for a long time before I figured it out, is that you say you're on the same page as financial abundance. You say you are, you say you want to be, but you're really not because of these fears, yes, buts, Oh, this isn't, this isn't good. It may be a problem. That's what we're dealing with is those, I'm afraid of success. Money isn't good. I'm greedy to want more. Or what, Everybody comes up with their own reasons why they shouldn't be successful. Do you find that most people are aware of the reasons why they're sabotaging themselves? No, that's the problem, <laughs> is they think they're doing it right. They think they're following law of attraction, having happy thoughts. That's not what law of attraction is saying. Law of attraction says get lined up. Mm -hmm. Get lined up energetically. And the fastest way to get lined up energetically is to use a tool like EFT to reduce the fear, hurt, guilt, trauma, uh, e even traumatic events that happen around money in your family. People have a lot of arguments around money and they grow up with that. So if your family was arguing about money all the time as a, when you were a child, that's an energy that will get in the way of you being able to attract it because you have an assumption in your mind that money causes trouble. Right. I can imagine someone listening to this and they begin to start thinking about what their money blocks are and a, f a lot of things come up. You know, maybe things come up from their family or from their friends or just limiting beliefs. If we are getting all these different um, types of resistance, where do we begin to start and what advice do you have for someone who feels like they're a bit overwhelmed and they, and they just don't know where to start? Well, here's how I would make it a little simple for people is split it up into your feelings about money, mm -hmm. fear, guilt, 
right? Those feet, the emotions, anger, you could be angry at people with money. Those are the emotions, and we'll tap on those, separate the emotions from the limiting beliefs. A belief might say, you know, if you think about it, I don't feel safe making money. It's not safe to make money. I'm afraid of success. Success is dangerous. There's a belief that a lot of people have, success isn't good for you. Okay, so those are beliefs. So separate your list of beliefs from your list of emotions. The biggest emotion around money, anxiety, and fear, right? The, the most common limiting beliefs are it's not safe to be successful. Too much will change in my life. Other people will be upset with me for being successful. So those are the difference. That's the difference between the feelings and the actual beliefs. Right. Now, I know um, near the end of this, this call, we're going to be doing some tapping with the audience. But just for now, if something comes up for someone, how do they take the knowledge and begin to uh, incorporate it with tapping? Because a lot of people get confused on whether they're saying the setup statement right or whether, whether they're focusing on the right thing while they tap. So what advice do you have for people? Okay. Uh, perfect question. So remember how we do EFT effectively is we choose a target devise a setup statement, and tap on the problem that you've named. So choose a target is the first thing everybody needs to do. What's your target? When I think of making money, I feel afraid. When I think of my, my financial situation right now, I feel anxious. Right there is a target. Mm -hmm. And then you would do the setup statement, even though I feel anxiety when I think of money, I accept myself anyway. So you need to decide what you're going to work on with the tapping. That's the biggest tip to help people, people do it right mm -hmm. and really have, you know, a lot of success with it. Right. And what if you're tapping on one topic that has to do with money and you find that that begins to subside, but another memory comes up around finances that creates anxiety? Do you switch to the next topic? Do you stick with what you're tapping on? I wouldn't switch to the next topic until you finish tapping on the one you've been working on. Okay. So if you have high anxiety about your bills this month, finish that, get the number down really low, and then when the, if an event or a trauma has come up around the money, that's your next topic. Even though I remember my parents fighting about money and it was scary for me, I deeply and completely accept myself. Mm -hmm. right? And then you've got the beliefs. Do you really believe you can double your income? Do you believe you can triple your income? Do you feel worthy? All of those are tappable issues. And remember what we always say in tapping is you tell the truth. When people say, well, I don't know what to say, you say what's true. So what's true for you? I think money is dangerous. I think money is evil. I think rich people and wealthy people are mean. If that's true to you, then those are the words you use. That's right. the best rule of thumb with tapping. All right. Fantastic. Well, before, you know, you talked about resistance and then you talked about getting to the positive state to really get ourselves um, in a good vibration with money. When is it the time to move from the, the tapping to doing other things that, you know, even positive tapping or getting into those positive affirmations? How do we figure out when we make that switch? When we're doing the tapping? Yes. Well, I would do two, a couple of rounds on the exact problem, your fear, your guilt, your uh, assumption that being successful is going to be dangerous for you, your fear of standing out, any of those. I would do a couple of rounds until the number comes down. The positive statements don't really work on people until your fear is down low enough. It just doesn't have any place to go. So I would get the number down to at least a four or a three, the number meaning your charge 
on how upset you are about money or how stressed out you are before you start doing any tapping of positive statements. Now, as far as the law of attraction exercises, every day, this is what I recommend to people in my workshops, every day, several law of attraction exercises and several rounds of tapping. So a simple law of attraction exercise is to write a list of appreciation about what's in your life, not just about money, but who's in your life, what good things are going on in your life. And that gets you into the abundant energy, which is good for you no matter what. And then also do tapping on the pebbles in your shoe, you know, what, what bothers you about wealthy people or what bothers you about your industry or what makes you think you can't earn it because that's what that's another belief is people think you can earn it Jess I can earn it but they can't that's only a belief right it's not factually true when it comes to tapping for uh, pain relief it's it's very easy to see the results you know that you you can physically feel the pain going down in your body with money there's not you know it's not like something instant is happening while you're tapping so how do you know whether you're doing it right Good question. By the way, sometimes things are instant. I have had people tapping and within a couple of minutes, not hours, minutes, their financial situation changes because they get a phone call. I was working with somebody on the phone doing the tapping about his anxiety that his business wasn't selling. And he said, hold on, my cell phone's ringing. And he had to take it because it was his lawyer and they had a bid on the restaurant business that he was selling. So, and he said, what happened? He said, okay, I'm no longer a skeptic, but explain to me what happened. I said, your anxiety about it and your urgency and your desperation was blocking the opportunities. And he said, I get it. I will no longer be a skeptic. I totally get it. So all we did was tap on his anxiety, which was an eight, even though I'm worried that this business isn't going to sell. Oh, I'm so worried and everybody's going to be mad at me. We brought it down and he got the phone call that minute, not two hours later, but it does happen within hours as well. So, so that's a very good question. But the other thing to think about, you are making progress if you feel less stressed out about money. People say, no, but I want the check. I know the checks will come. If you feel less anxious and less stressed out about your financial situation, you're on the right path. I promise you. And people say, but I don't understand. The stress. We've got to reduce the stress, the anxiety, the fear, and the, you know, it's really, it's res you can call it resistance or you can call it just tension in your body about this topic of money. So if all you do is reduce the tension in your body when you think about money or think about your bills or think about something that's coming up, you've you're going in the right direction, I promise, I promise. That's great. And Carol, can you share with us some questions that we can ask ourselves to get us clear on what to tap on and where our resistance is? Sure. A lot of people come to me and they say they want to earn a million dollars or they want to triple their business or whatever, whatever. And I say, well, what's the downside of success? And they go, oh, <laughs> haven't said that out loud before. Very good question. Ask yourself, what is the downside of getting what you want? So if you want your book published, if you want your clientele to double, if you want sales to triple, whatever it is, ask yourself, what's the downside of getting what you want? And see if you've got to be able to answer it. Take your time. Or what's the upside of staying the way you are? That's an incredibly powerful motivation, I'm afraid, that we all have is we don't want things to change. 
we say we want something to be different, but we really don't want it to be because we're afraid and we, we'd rather things stay the same. So we stay in our position and we complain about it and we, it just feels more comfortable than making changes. So what's the, what's the downside of getting the success you want? What's the upside of staying the way you are? How does it serve you is a very good question. How does it serve you to not have arrived yet at where you want to be financially? Is that serving you in any way? Does it help you with your friends, your colleagues, your family? Again, does it keep the anxiety lower because you're not being stretched in your profession or stretched financially or in, in, in some way not being asked to change. So always look at that. You could even say out loud, I'm afraid to change with my success and see if you get a charge in your body. Does that bother you? Right. Does and that get to you? What about someone who feels really resistant to that question because the, the thought that they're responsible for something like a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, you know, there's a lot of emotions there. So do you ever find that you ask someone these type of questions and there's a lot of resistance to even answer them because they feel like, well, how they, they don't want to go to that place where they're blaming themselves for, a, you know, a, an unfortunate situation? Yeah, it's not about blame. It's about taking responsibility and changing your energy. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about blame. We're saying, is there any way that staying in your financial situation, it could be serving you? Take responsibility for it. Do you want to change it? If you want to change it, you've got to look at the road ahead of you and say, look at that boulder. Got to move that one. Look at that obstruction. Need to move that one. Got to clear that one. We ha that's what we have to do with health. Money, relationships, our job is to clear what's on our path, what's in the way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've also heard you talk about subconscious programming. Can you tell us what this is and how it plays a role in our finances? Well, I'm sure you've heard Bruce Lipton talk about kids under age seven were basically little hypnotizable subjects and we're taking in and downloading all of our family's beliefs about everything up until age seven. So we have subconscious programming from our families and our society that we grew up in about money, finances, and abundance. So if you can get to that subconscious programming, and sometimes we do just by asking the questions that we do in EFT, just by, you know, tapping on our emotions, and then a, a memory comes up and we say, wow, that's funny. I'm remembering this fight my parents had when I was eight you know, about money. But what we can also do is tap on the assumption, because we know it's true, that we all have subconscious programming around money that's probably negative. People say, well, how do I know? The same question, how do you know if you're sabotaging? Take a look at your financial situation. Is it where you want it to be? Because if it's not, it means that's the data, that's the evidence that you've got blocks, programming, or yes, buts that are in your way. And we all have them. We all have them. Everybody listening, there's not a single person who doesn't have some kind of block or program that says, you know, I'm not supposed to be wealthy or I'm not supposed to have it or it's not good for me or something along those lines. Do you find that people use tapping to get to the next level of financial abundance? Absolutely. So if they're making $50,000 a year and that's their comfort zone or their their ceiling, they tap until they're comfortable with 75000 they, they can do it in 20 or $25,000 increments. Some people only do it in $10,000 increments, which is wonderful, right? If you say a number, if I say to you or say to someone listening, 
you know, say out loud, I want to earn $250,000 a year. And it gets them all scared because they say, oh my gosh, that's way out of my comfort zone. That's a charge, an energetic charge that we can tap on until it feels, oh, no problem. I can, I can do that. So it's a very effective way to use the tapping is change your comfort zone. That's how I did it with myself at first. I kept tapping until I could move, bump up the comfort, comfort zones and the levels of income that I was making. Right. Well, I would love to go into some tapping and have everyone tap along with us. So where, where would you like to start? I mean, we've talked about so mm. many different angles that we can take when it comes to tapping and finances. I think the best way to start is the fear. Okay, the fear and anxiety. So everybody listening, think of your current financial situation how anxious do you feel 0 to 10? That's what we always do is we measure on the 0 to 10 point scale. How anxious do you feel about it? How upset, disturbed, distressed, whatever word you use. Get your number. I recommend that you write it down. Okay? And then tap along and Jess, you be my echo and we'll just tap along and they can tap along with us. Okay? All right. Great. <clears throat> so the statement is really um, fear and anxiety about my current, about my financial situation. Okay? Even though I have this fear about my finances, even though I have this fear about my finances, I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel. Even though I have this fear in my body whenever I think of money, even though I have this fear in my body every time I think of money, and I think it's blocking more money coming in, and I think it's blocking more money coming in. I deeply and profoundly accept myself. I deeply and profoundly accept myself. Even though I feel anxiety and stress whenever I think of money. Even though I feel anxiety and stress every time I think of money. I choose to feel calm and peaceful. I choose to feel calm and peaceful. And then we tap on the first point, which is the eyebrow point. This anxiety I have about money. This anxiety I have about money. The second point is over here. This anxiety I have when I think about money. This anxiety I have when I think about money. Under the eye, the fear and anxiety in my body. The fear and anxiety in my body. Under the nose, just thinking about money. Just thinking about money. Chin point, makes me feel anxious. Makes me feel anxious. And stressed out. And stressed out. Just thinking about money. Just thinking about money. Makes me anxious and fearful. Makes me anxious and fearful. Under the arm, just thinking about money. Just thinking about money. Makes me feel anxious and fearful. Makes me feel anxious and fearful. Top of the head, just thinking about money. Just thinking about money. Makes me feel anxious and fearful. Makes me feel anxious and fearful. Good. Take a deep breath. And then what you would do is go back and think about the same situation that made you get your original number and check it again. Hopefully it's gone down and we could do another quick round on the anxiety and the fear and then move to something positive. Now, I've had some people say, well, it's hard to think of my financial situation. I say, good, take money out of your wallet and put it on the table and they go ooh and they they get a charge because money money has so many emotions involved in it and around it and from our families and society and do we have enough do we not have enough just the feelings about the word you could write down the word money on a piece of paper and look at it and nine times out of ten people will get a charge and what we're doing with tapping is reducing the anxiety and charge and disruption in our energy system about any topic. That's what we're doing. That's how we clear out the symptoms and clear out the problem. Right.
Now, Carol, when it comes to a belief that someone has, like you can't be spiritual and make money, how do you tap on a, on a belief? Do you find that if you just focus on the words that the belief doesn't seem tr true anymore? Is that how it works? I recommend that you get a number, again, on the 0 to 10 point scale, and how you do it is measure how true that belief feels to you. So if someone says, I'm convinced success is dangerous, or I don't feel safe being successful, how true does that feel? And they might say, it's 100% true, I'm a 10, I don't feel safe with success, or it doesn't feel safe being successful. And what you do is you tap until the number starts to go down, and then you say, well, that doesn't really ring so true to me anymore. I, I could be successful and feel safe. And that's how you know. But I, I recommend getting the measurement on the feelings, right? Get the measurement on the emotions, the fear, the guilt, the hurt, the anger, and getting a number on the beliefs. How true does it feel? Right. How accurate does it really feel to you in your energy system that standing out is dangerous? That and people it, it really, believe that. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how those negative beliefs, just talking about them and tapping on these acupressure points, how they just lose the power over you. And, and you really begin to see that what you once thought was a fact was all along just a belief that doesn't hold true anymore. So that, that's fantastic. Now we, we did some tapping on fear. I'd like to really go into a, a long tapping sequence. What would you like to uh, tap on next that you think would be valuable? Let's assume that everyone has blocks to success, right, on any level. People who are making $10 million a year aren't making 20, mm. right? So everybody has a block no matter how much money you're earning, no matter what shape your business is in, we all have blocks, okay? So what we can do is assume that we have some fears about success or else we'd be there. That's usually, usually about fear. So I'd like to use the statement, I don't feel safe standing out. Okay. Okay. So I don't feel safe standing out. Everybody could say that out loud. So imagine, you imagine and picture your business just going off the charts with that much money and that much uh, success, you will start standing out more. How safe does that feel to you? You might say, boo, you know, the truth is when I say I don't feel safe standing out, it feels totally true. It's a 10. Mm. So we want to change that until you feel safe so that you can stand out, get the success, get the abundance, get the clients, whatever represents abundance to you. It doesn't have to be money. There are plenty of people listening who don't want the money as much as they want something else. Right. Okay. okay? So we all say this out loud. I don't yes. feel safe being successful. Yeah, how, and then you measure how true does that feel? And a lot of people listening are going to say, it's a 10. What do you mean? Didn't you know it's not safe? They have such a belief that they think it's fact. Right. Okay, so then we tap as usual. Okay. Even though the truth is, I don't feel safe standing out. Even though the truth is, I don't feel safe standing out. And being successful. And being successful. What if they hurt me? What if they hurt me? I deeply and profoundly accept myself anyway. I deeply and profoundly accept myself anyway. Even though the truth is I don't feel safe being successful. Even though the truth is I don't feel safe being successful. And standing out. And standing out. I deeply and profoundly accept who I am. I deeply and profoundly accept who I am. Even though the truth is I don't feel safe standing out and being successful. Even though the truth is I don't feel safe standing out and being successful. I've decided to accept myself anyway. I've decided to accept myself anyway. 
which of course is a huge shift energetically and we all want to be saying that, okay? So don't don't stop the setup statement, everybody, okay? Then you go to the eyebrow and we're just naming the problem. The truth is I don't feel safe being successful. The truth is I don't feel safe being successful. Side of the eye, I don't feel safe standing out. I don't feel safe standing out. Under the eye, I'm afraid to shine. I'm afraid to shine. Under the nose, if I get the success I want. If I get the success I want. Chin, and I really stand out. And I really stand out. Collarbone, I'm afraid it won't be good for me. I'm afraid it won't be good for me. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. Being successful and standing out. Being successful and standing out. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. Being successful and standing out. Being successful and standing out. Eyebrow, this fear about standing out. This fear about standing out. This fear about being successful. This fear about being successful. Under the eye, what if I could calm down about it? What if I could calm down about it? Under the nose, what if I could imagine my success? What if I could imagine my success? Chin, and feel safe. And feel safe. Collarbone and feel relaxed about it. And feel relaxed about it. Under the arm. What if I could imagine my success and feel good? What if I could imagine my success and feel good? That would feel relaxing. That would feel relaxing. And exciting to me. And exciting to me. And let's just go right back to the eyebrow. This remaining fear. This remaining fear. About standing out. But standing out. I've decided to let it go. I've decided to let it go. As I'm tapping right now. As I'm tapping right now. I'm letting go of the fear. I'm letting go of the fear. That it's not safe. That it's not safe. To be successful. To be successful. And I feel better already. And I feel better already. Good. Take a deep breath. So we covered a lot of ground with that one. We did. We covered a lot. That was very powerful. Carol, as people... Take, you know, take the knowledge of this interview and they move forward in their lives. What is something that you really hope out of everything you taught us that you really hope that people remember? To keep it simple, we need to reduce resistance and raise our vibration. Those are the two things you need to do. You reduce your resistance with EFT, best tool I've ever found in 20 years in the mental health field. Raise your, raise your vibration by feeling good looking at nature, being in nature, writing a gratitude list, writing an appreciation list, you know, doing something that's fun. And none of it has to cost any money whatsoever, right? right. Play, play with an animal, be, have lunch with a friend of yours that you really care about, get on the telephone with someone who loves you, something to raise your vibration. And those two things are free. Lower your resistance with EFT, raise your vibration with a gratitude list or, you know, anything else that makes you feel good. Those we can do every single day. All of us, anybody listening has the ability to do those two, use those two tools every single day to, to increase and attract abundance into their lives. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Carol, thank you so much for spending the time with us. We really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, Jess. Thanks. <laughs> 